Hey, blackbirds. I am finally back with a new mini-sode. Um, sorry that it took so long, but unfortunately, Dan and I came down with COVID over Christmas break, so we did not get around to recording any new episodes during the holiday because we were pretty much in bed the entire time. Um, thankfully, we did not have any significant issues where we needed emergency attention, but I can tell you that from what we did have, it was um, it was pretty horrible. So please stay safe. Uh, please wear a mask. Please social distance. This is something that I would not wish on my worst enemy that it was it was horrible to to go through and it's been about two weeks and you can probably still hear um that i i still have a little bit of um of some symptoms so thankfully dan is pretty much 100 percent better he's back to work um everything is good with him but uh with me i do have an immune disorder so it takes me a little bit longer to recover from things like this but I am feeling better, and that is why I decided to record a mini-sode today for you, because it has been a while since we have brought you a new episode, and um, because January is a significant month uh, for things that we cover on Blackbird, so I wanted to cover those in some mini-sodes. January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month, uh, also known as Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So I wanted to do a mini-sode to discuss um, what human trafficking actually is, because I think that there's quite a misconception surrounding it. Um, so give you some definitions, discuss um, some myths about human trafficking, and... Um, how you can spot red flags of human trafficking, as well as how to report if you feel you are spotting human trafficking or you possibly are a victim of human trafficking. So under U.S. law, human trafficking is defined as the use of force, fraud, or coercion to compel a person into commercial sex acts or labor or services against his or her will. And if there is anything in commercial sex that involves a minor, it is automatically considered human trafficking, even if there is no use of force, fraud, or, or coercion because they are underage. So essentially being underage, you are kind of, in a sense, coercing the minor because they cannot legally make that decision for themselves. It's kind of like statutory rape. They are not of the age of majority, so they cannot consent to the act. So if anything involves commercial sex with a minor, it is automatically considered human trafficking. So there are a few different types of human trafficking what most people think of is sex trafficking when they hear human trafficking, but that's not the only type of human trafficking. So there's sexual exploitation, forced labor, domestic servitude, and organ harvesting. Sexual exploitation, as I mentioned, is probably the one that most people think of when they hear the term human trafficking. And this is when a person is trafficked for sex 
and they may be controlled by violence, threats, substance abuse, deception, or grooming, and there is a possibility of extreme physical or psychological domination. So that's where that coercion and um, force comes in. A lot of sex trafficked victims are unfortunately addicts to begin with, and the traffickers will seek these people out and then they will they will keep them under force of using drugs essentially it's not like they're pointing a gun at their head but they are basically saying you know if you leave you're not going to get the drugs anymore you're going to go through withdrawal and nobody wants to go through withdrawal that's a terrible feeling so they would rather stay on the drugs and be addicted and stay in a complicit um, for lack of a better word, relationship with the trafficker so that they can continue their addiction and, and feeling quote unquote normal um, because of their addiction. So that is a means of force and control. We also have forced labor, and this is when Work is done under the threat of penalty, such as violence or harm to family. And victims are sometimes controlled by debt bondage. So essentially, they are forced into doing labor and they're saying, you know, the trafficker is saying, you owe me you know, however much money for the labor that you've done, you can't leave. So you're going to keep working. It's a vicious cycle. You're going to keep working to pay off the debt that you owe. So there's really no way to get out. You're going to continue owing this debt forever and ever and ever. So forced labor is um, a second kind of trafficking. A third is domestic servitude, and this is when a person is forced to provide services with the obligation to live on or in a property without the possibility of changing those circumstances. So staff of a house, but they're not getting what they are owed. Um, you know, they may have promises of getting paid and, and living a, a better life and, and all this stuff. But the trafficker is actually just wanting them to do the, the, the domestic services around the house. And they're not actually going to be paying them. They're not actually going to be allowing them to live a fulfilled life. They're essentially trapping them. And then we also have organ harvesting. So organ trafficking. A person who's trafficked and specifically chosen for the harvesting of organs or tissues such as kidneys, liver, etc. So this is, you know, organs on the black market, essentially. Um, they're going to take the organs, they're going to sell the organs, and they are trapping this person and keeping this person so that they can, in turn, sell their, their organs. So now that we know what human trafficking is, I do want to just quickly touch on the difference between human trafficking and human smuggling, because I think that's also a misconception that a lot of people think smuggling and trafficking are the same thing when they are in reality two completely different crimes. So according to ICE, um, human trafficking involves exploiting men, women, or children for the purposes of forced labor or commercial sexual exploitation. 
Human smuggling involves the provision of a service, typically transportation or fraudulent documents, to an individual who voluntarily seeks to gain illegal entry into a foreign country. So trafficking is when somebody is essentially trapped and then forced into labor or sex um, trade. Smuggling is when somebody wants to come into the country and uh that's when you see in all the movies you know and, and tv shows the van full of um of illegal immigrants or or something um yes smuggling and trafficking can work together but they are very very different things so trafficking does not have to happen over borders smuggling does um and smuggling does not mean that somebody is going to be forced into any sort of act or, or labor or anything like that. That's what trafficking is. So there is a big difference between the two um, and they are not the same thing. So the full definition of smuggling, again, according to ICE, is the importation of people into the United States involving deliberate evasion of immigration laws. This offense includes bringing illegal aliens into the United States, as well as the unlawful transportation and harboring of aliens already in the United States. So, again, it's moving um, people around regardless of um, immigration, um, disregarding the immigration laws. It's again, it's not what we know of human trafficking. Again, they can go hand in hand if that happens, but they are very different things. Um, and I will, of course, put this information in the show notes so um, you can get a little bit more information about what each is and how they are different. And so with that, I just want to touch on now some of the myths that go along with human trafficking because these are huge misconceptions and these are really the things that I think people need to understand most because we see so many posts especially as of late on social media and things like that and people really just don't understand how human trafficking truly works so I just want to throw out some of the myths and um, these come from the Polaris Project so polarisproject.org again I will um, post that in the show notes so you guys can read all about this stuff but it's really important to know that these are not true <laughs> um and that there is a lot more to it than, than what we see on social media. So human trafficking is always or usually a violent crime, and that is incorrect. Um, again, it's not like what we see in the movies. It's not like in the movie Taken, you know, where they were they were literally taken violently and and they were held captive, and it doesn't happen that way. Um, it does sometimes, in, mostly in other countries, but in the United States, that's not really how it happens. It's usually um, done over time. There's usually a grooming process to make sure that the person is going to be willing to do um, the things that the person, the trafficker is trying to get them to do. Um, and they don't usually take them by force. It's not somebody in a dark alley grabbing a woman and throwing her in his car and then locking her in a basement. It's usually, unfortunately, somebody that the trafficker knows or the trafficked person knows. There's usually a relationship. A lot of times, this is really a sad statistic, but um, family members will traffic family members. Um, 
domestic relationships they'll traffic their their boyfriend or girlfriend um it's it's really sad to think but it it happens a lot more that way than in in a violent way and to keep up appearances they also generally are not going to lock the person in in a basement or or chain them to a wall or something like that they'll they'll let them kind of go freely but they will keep them chained quote unquote psychologically or emotionally they will form a bond with the the trafficked victim and that's how they'll keep them coming back so they'll show the world essentially that this is a normal relationship and you know this person may be going to school still or or going out with their friends still but in reality they're they're still bonded to their trafficker and they are still having to do whatever the trafficker wants them to do so be home by a certain time or um you know look a certain way go with them to certain places etc etc so it's not always um violent in the way that we think. Um, another myth, and I kind of just touched on that, is traffickers target victims they don't know. And again, that's not most of the time the case. Um, many survivors have been trafficked by romantic partners, including spouses and family members, including parents. Another myth is that human trafficking only happens in illegal or underground industries. And again, that's not the case. We see a lot with labor trafficking. Um, it happens in restaurants, cleaning services, construction, factories, and other places. Um, you know, be on the lookout when you're in like a nail salon or a massage parlor um, to make sure that the people there have real certifications and licenses to be doing what they're doing. If you can't find those, if you ask for them and they can't produce those, more than likely they are being trafficked. Um, and it may not be a sex trafficking thing. It could just be a labor trafficking thing. But a lot of times we'll see in like massage parlors that it is both. It's labor and sex. So that's something to always be on the lookout for. And yeah, it, again, it's not always something that's so far-fetched and underground. It's it's a lot of times right under our noses. Um, a myth is people being trafficked are physically unable to leave their situations or are locked in or held against their will. So I kind of touched on this also. Um, but the reality of that is that it's sometimes the case. So most often people in trafficking situations stay for reasons other than just being chained in a basement. Um, some lack the basic necessities to leave so they don't have money they don't have clothing they don't have a place to go um they're afraid for their safety they're maybe being told that if they do leave their family will be harmed um things like that or again they're being held because of drugs or because of money or you know something like that there is that control so again most of the time it's not physical force that's keeping them. Um, another huge myth is that if the trafficked person consented to being in their initial situation, then it can't be considered human trafficking. That is 100%. It's kind of like a, a consent thing. Um, 
if you provide initial consent, then you're only consenting to that particular thing. But if you're continuing going down and you are now saying, no, 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 I don't consent to this, that consent is gone. So even if you initially say yes, you can revoke that. And that goes for everything in life, <laughs> anything. You can take your consent away. You can say no at any point. If you are feeling uncomfortable about a situation, you can always take that away and say no. You need to be comfortable with your situation. So it's blaming the victim. It's saying, well, you know, you said yes originally, so you should have you should have known better. And that's not the case. Again, they were forced into this or maybe they didn't know what they were getting themselves into or this was a family member. So, you know, they're listening to a parent and they're trying to appease their parent. You don't know the situation. So we can't say you should have known better. Think about all the things that we've gotten ourselves into when maybe, quote unquote, we should have known better and we we didn't. So don't judge. <laughs> That's really where I'm trying to go with this. Um, don't victim blame. So those are the primary myths that we constantly see over and over and over. Um, I hope that I was able to provide enough information for you guys to understand that that's that those myths are just that or they're myths. Um, again, I will put all of this in the show notes so you guys can read more about it. But I do want to just uh, end this with how to spot um, the signs of human trafficking, because that's really, that's a huge thing. Because again, it does happen much more frequently than we know, and it happens right under our noses. So these are definitely things that we need to be looking out for if we feel like something is a little off. And even if it ends up being nothing, just report it. I know we've said this like a million times on Blackbird, but just report it. It's better to report and find out that nothing is going on than not reporting and ending up finding out that something serious was happening. So according to hopeforjustice.org, these are some signs to look out for. So if a trafficking victim may be um, fearful of police or authorities or they're fearful of their trafficker or believe that their lives or family members' lives are at risk if they escape. If they exhibit signs of physical or psychological trauma, including lack of memory of recent events, if they have bruising, if they have um, some conditions, um, you know, maybe skin conditions or mental health conditions that are going untreated. So there's neglect there. Um, if they're fearful of telling others about their situation. So if maybe a teacher asks them, you know, what's going on? Why, you know, why do you come in with um, long sleeves on? I noticed that you had a bruise and the, the child maybe doesn't want to answer the question. That is definitely something to report. Um, if they obviously have limited freedom of movement, that's a big one. Uh, if they're being paid very little or not being paid at all, but they are saying that they, you know, <laughs> have a job, but they are, they have no money. Um, if they seem to possibly be in debt to someone, um, 
other things along the lines of that, it, it could be the complete opposite. So they're showing up with, you know, lavish gifts or they're going to get their nails done all the time or their hair done all the time or they're getting spa treatments all the time. Um, the traffickers will, especially for, you know, sex trafficking, they will require that their victims look a certain way and that they need to keep up these appearances. Again, they, you know, they have to be enticing to their buyers. So they want to keep them looking presentable all the time. So their, their nails are always done and they're wearing, you know, designer clothes or, um, their hair is always done, things like that, but they don't seem to have the money to be doing it. Like somebody is paying for it for them. So that's something to also be looking out for. Um, for forced labor, um, you know, this kind of goes with everything but poor, non-existent health and safety standards, uh, withholding pay, no um, access to a labor contract, um, it, you know, debt bondage, like I mentioned before. So a lot of this stuff can go hand in hand with each type of trafficking. But if, if something seems off, it probably is. And just just report it. It doesn't hurt to report. And you can always report anonymously if you do not feel comfortable giving your name to the police. But just try to think about what that victim might be going through and that you are, are just you're trying to help the situation. You're trying to help somebody get out of that life. That's human trafficking in a nutshell. Um, I mean, there's so much more to it, but because this is a mini-sode, obviously, I didn't want to go into in, in too in-depth. But I am going to put all these websites in the show notes so you guys can read up more on your own time. Um, and look into, you know, doing some webinars um, and learning a little bit more about human trafficking and, and what the signs are. Because we, as a society, again, we have a duty to protect our fellow citizens and anybody who is being harmed. Um, so try to be on the lookout. Try to try to help people. It's always a good thing. So that's it for this mini-sode. I hope you learned a little something. Um, we will hopefully, fingers crossed, be back with a regular Psyche Saturday and a regular Blackbird episode this weekend. Um, depending how I'm feeling about writing up some scripts for the weekend. Um, but I should be back at least with another mini-sode for next week because January is also National Stalking Prevention Month. So I want to talk a little bit about that as well. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, please, 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 please stay safe and wear your mask and wash your hands and social distance. This is still not over. And if you have the opportunity to get the vaccination, please, please, please seriously consider getting it. All right. We'll hopefully see you this weekend. Thanks.